<laughs> oh, we're live. Hey, it's Brent Leary. Wow, it's really nice out. Nice and sunny day here in Atlanta. Gotta love that. Gotta love the conversation I'm about to have because CDPs is something that people have been talking about for years at this point, but it definitely seems to have heated up over the last six to 12 months. And well, that's kind of just my perspective, but you really want to hear the guy that's with me right now because he is, well, let's see, Paul Greenberg is the godfather of CRM. And then recently I heard there was another godfather. Oh, I think it was, was it Bob Stutz is the godfather of CRM tech. And then I heard there's another godfather I was just introduced to. So I don't know if you've been called this yet, but you're going to be called it now. I have with me the godfather of CDP, David <laughs> Rabb, who is also the CEO and founder of CDP Institute. David, thank you for uh, making time for me, man. Brent, always good to chat. And one of our mutual buddies <laughs> is uh, already, what is that like the, what's that guy, Buster Poindexter, the hot, hot, hot guy from the 80s? Anand is trying to be the, the CDP hot, hot, hot guy. Is that what's going oh, on? Okay, could be. Could be. <laughs> and my buddy, Sven, all the way from Germany. Wait a minute. No, no uh, language. Usually Sven greets me with foreign languages of different sorts. But he is also, look, you already got this CDP rocks. You got okay. the hot, hot, hot going here. Okay. Exciting stuff. <laughs> so first of all, um, CDP's been around for a while, but am I right to feel like over the last six to twelve months, it's just gotten to quote Anand, hot, hot, hot. Uh, it's been pretty hot, really, since about 2016. You know, we graph the industry, and it's pretty much a straight line uh, up there. Um, certainly, the pandemic ended up accelerating the industry a bit. There was a little pause, like, you know, at, at the start when everybody kind of froze in place and then there were, everybody was busy just getting their workers set up to work remotely and things like that. But once they got over that initial hump, then they said, well, you know, we got to do digital and we got to get all our customer data in one place. And that very, very, very quickly that road leads you to the CDP. So it's been a booming industry. You're right for the last six, 12 months. Wasn't there a bit of apprehension or, I don't know, there seemed like some debate going along whether CDP was really something different or was it a marketing term? Um, but it feels like, at least over the last year or so, a lot of the doubters or a lot of the doubt has kind of dissipated. Um, have you? Were you getting any of that? Were Because I know... Some people you would mention CDP a year ago and like facial tics and and recoiling would go on. But I'm not seeing or hearing that as much as I used to. Well, that's good. The drugs are working. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Bob Stutz was the famous one when he was at Salesforce who said, you know, CDP is a fad or whatever it was he said. Um, and he, but he came around as well as did Salesforce. Uh, I think that people... We're very confused, and unfortunately, many people are still confused about 
how a CDP differs from a CRM or a DMP or, or a data warehouse or any of the other things. So, so that was what I think led the lot of, when it was first introduced as a concept to say, you know, we already have a customer database. And in fact, we have several, right? So uh, this, what could possibly be different? Um, but it's now kind of been established, I think, in most knowledgeable people's minds that there, none of those other systems does the same thing that a CDP does, and none of them solve the problem that a CDP has, which you're about to ask me what it is. So I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> or you can ask. I'll just wait. Um, so... The problem that it solves is that all those other systems have customer data, but they have their customer data. CRM has its customer data, the web personalization system has its data, the e-commerce system has its data, and it doesn't come together anywhere. That's what the CDP does, is it brings it all together in one place. None of those other systems do that natively and architecturally. They're all set up to do something else, and they're not really suited at the technical level to pull together all those different kinds of data and assemble from a customer view as opposed to some other view and then share that all out, which is pretty much the definition of a CDP. So someone might assemble a view but not share it, for example, because they just want to use internally. CRMs are really bad, for example, at sharing data. And CRMs aren't that great at pulling in external data either. So, so it took a while, I think, for people to realize that, no, this is a different thing. And it's, it's, it's worthwhile. And, you know, the pain was there. And the reason that CDPs took off and then grew steadily was because there were so many people, even before they ever heard what a CDP was, who were struggling with the fact that my data is all siloed, right? We've been hearing about silos for decades. And, if, and they thought their data warehouse would solve it or the data lake would solve it. But those, although they pull in data from different places, they don't pull it all in or they don't prep it from a customer view. There's, again, just slight little nuances and what they do that a CDP does. So eventually it dawned upon, no, there's actually this particular set of requirements that nothing else does, and that's what a CDP does. So, and that, I think maybe I'll be optimistic. Maybe people actually understand that a little better now, or more people understand it. Well, maybe people had to understand it because they had no choice with what went on with the pandemic and most of the, well, a great number an accelerated number of interactions became digital, which is those data outputs from that digital, those digital interactions. And so they had to figure out, and they were coming from all over too. So they accelerated, they're coming from different parts of the business and different perspectives of the customer relationship. And so in order to kind of make sense and be able to go more directly, uh, more direct interactions with a customer was the CDP, the thing that they finally said, all right, we got to go full bore into this. Now there's no pussyfooting around. We got to figure it out and figure out the best way to leverage this data uh, to stay connected with customers. And I think they had to do it quickly, you know, because otherwise you kind of, Oh, let's see if we can get the data warehouse guys to add a few fields here. Let's see if we can add some custom objects to CRM or, Let's play some games, basically, and it takes a long time to figure out that that doesn't work, and people didn't have time for that. Just say, "Oh, I can buy this thing, and it'll be up in you know a few weeks, uh, you know whatever the vendor's promising." Yeah, that's that's fabulous. Just do it, you know, and because we don't have the time to, to mess around with these other things, and and money is important, but money is not the only you know we'll, we'll spend some money if we have to because it's mission critical. We just had no choice. 
So I think that had a big impact on just forcing people to sort of just do it already. Also, do you think this whole specter of third-party cookies going away and having to build direct relationships with customers and everybody's talking about first data, uh, you know, not first-party data because, you know, things are going away. You couldn't sell, you couldn't have people come into your store like they traditionally did, or you couldn't go to a retailer because people couldn't go to the store. So you had to build a direct relationship so that you could sell your stuff. Are you seeing that as a, a significant driver in kind of the developments over the last six to 12 months, I guess now two, two years at this point with what's going on? Um, yeah, no, I think there were two things and you mentioned them both, right? One is the, the movement towards digital, everybody had to do things online, uh, which pushed a lot of retailers to bulk up their e-commerce activities. If they weren't doing it or doing a lot of mixed stuff, you know, the buy online, pick up in store and all those cool acronyms that retailers have all required much better systems than, than they might have had before. And the privacy thing, which, you know, third party cookies in particular, uh, has a huge impact and more in Europe than in the U.S., but it, but in the U.S. as well. And people, you know, they say, well, we can't use third-party data. It's not enti not entirely true, but so we're going to substitute first-party data. Well, well, they're not really the same thing. It's not a one-for-one. -one. So there's a little bit of, um, I think, over-optimism that the CDP and first-party data are going to solve the problem of the loss of third-party cookies because once for acquisition, cookies are really about acquisition, people you don't know. And CDP is more about your, your own customers, people you do know. So... And, you know, then it's not the same thing, but but there's a lot of overlap uh, in what they do. So people definitely were paying a lot more attention to first party data as a result of the privacy issue. So, yeah, and that definitely helps CDPs because, again, that's where that road leads, each CDP. So how has CDP technology evolved over maybe just the last two years compared to when they, I think you said 2016 is kind of when they initially started the the increase but how's the technology itself changed because of what's going on over the last two years? Well, interestingly, the tech, the actual technology used by the tools hasn't changed all that much. It's a little different, but like still a lot of it is, you know, Hadoop and all, all the big data structures and Elasticsearch and those, and those have all been around. Uh, the only really interesting technical change is things like Snowflake and Databricks have become way more prominent. And they're very interesting technically because they can handle the mix of data types that a traditional rate data rate relational database couldn't do, but they can still take a SQL query like a traditional rate relational database. So they made it a little easier to build a CDP. Um, other than that, what's changed is not so much the, the underlying technology that's used, but the, the maturity of the applications that are built on that technology. So we have much better tools now for data uh, quality management and governance and all the privacy-related features that have become much more important are built increasingly into the CDPs. That, certainly that, that, that wasn't really that much of an issue five years ago. Um, and then the CDP vendors who go beyond just building profiles, which all CDPs do, but to also providing campaign management and analytics and, you know, sort of functionalities, you know, application functionalities or activation functionalities. On top of the CDP, those guys have all had now five years to 
mature their products. So they just, again, just keep getting better and richer and, you know, more advanced. So depends on where the vendor came from. A lot of these guys started out as, say, campaign managers, uh, what I call marketing automation. Nobody calls them campaign managers except for me because I'm like ancient. Uh, that's what they were back in the day. They were a campaign manager. You, you kids today don't know. Um, but, uh, anyhow, those kinds of tools. Um, those, you know, some of them started like that, so they were already were very good at journey orchestration. Uh, others added that on and say, you know, you always start simple and you get better. That's just how it works. Yeah. Well, most of the big CRM vendors, I think pretty much all of them have acquired the components and integrated into their platforms. Um, and of course, kind of the background is from a marketing perspective, but have you seen companies, I know Oracle with CX Unity, you know, they, one of the things that kind of helps them sell what they're doing is they have all these other business applications, you know, supply chain management, ERP, you know, CRM, all these, and they're able to aggregate it from not just one perspective, which is marketing, marketing, but from all across their stack, pretty much. Um, are you seeing more companies more customers or more brands looking at CDP more holistically, or are they still pretty singularly focused on the marketing piece of this? Now, that's actually been one of the bigger changes in, in the past year or two, in fact, is that uh, the use of the CDP has extended beyond marketing up into sort of the enterprise level. And the privacy drives that, for one thing, because the the corporate central corporate guys realize, hey, wait a minute, there's a lot of customer data here. We have to make sure that we're not going to break any rules. And the marketers don't really understand that stuff. Uh, and marketers tend to be a little cavalier about privacy, as you know. Um, so that's been forcing the, the the central corporate IT people to, to pay more attention to it. And then also once the data gets assembled or once people even start talking about getting all the data in one place, all the other departments got get, you know, they kind of get intrigued, like, oh, wait, you have that data in one place and it's accessible. I want some of that, you know, you know, waiter, come over here, bring that to my table. So <laughs> that's, so, so that also kind of elevates it as a corporate asset. So both of those things have led to CDPs being viewed more as an enterprise wide resource than just a marketing resource. So what are the most important pieces to the CDP puzzle today? or components and even what are things that are still kind of misunderstood from a brand's perspective, wanting to leverage what CDPs can bring them in terms of being able to understand their customers and interact and engage more, I guess, in a more real time with using the data, being able to interact in the right frame in order to connect. What are the things that are maybe big now that weren't necessary five years ago. Well, actually, real time, I'm glad you mentioned that because that has really cropped up. And I would say even in the last six months, I was just on a call yesterday uh, with one of the vendors, I forget who, um, who they were saying like most of their CDP applications are real time applications. That really surprised me. Um, and we consider real time to be part of the six things that you have to do to be a CDP. We actually added real time a year ago because it was not part of our original list, but 
it's now become so critical because if you want to manage the actual interactions as opposed to just do analysis and maybe push out you know audience lists to Facebook or to an email system or something, if you want to personalize a website interaction with the CDP data, you got to be able to read that CDP data in real time. Or if you want to update your retargeting list in real time based on what somebody just bought on the e-commerce site, again, you need to do that in real time. So real time has actually been a big change that's happened. Um, other features that uh, that have been added or that have been critical, I think there's a lot of interesting, I'm just going to call it ambiguity about whether identity resolution belongs in the CDP or not, because we don't think it does. I mean, we're, we're, somehow you got to do the identity resolution, but we think third-party systems can do that. And because so much identity resolution requires third-party data, you almost have to use a third party to do the ID, ID resolution. So we don't see that as a critical thing, but about half the CDPs have that capability. And there's, there's some, you know, certainly situations where you want that. Uh, other things, uh, as I say, again, more of these activation features, the industry is almost splitting up into the enterprise systems that are just building a database and are assuming the data is going to be used by some external or other system for the website and for the marketing automation and so on. And then the ones that are used at marketing departments. So if I'm going to sell my CDP to marketing, not to the enterprise level, now the marketers want all the marketing features, right? So yeah, oh, you can, you can, you can have, you know, a journey builder in there. That's fabulous. You can have an email engine in there. Even great. I can get rid of my email vendor. So, you know, they, they like to buy from as few vendors as possible. So, so those guys are sort of enriching the product in that way. And it's almost two different industries evolving, serving two pretty fundamentally different sets of uh, requirements and, and even selling to different people. I'm going to pop this up uh, from Norbit. Norbert Ilano. Hope I'm saying that right, Norbert. Sorry if I'm not. How many real CDPs do we have in the market? From my understanding, a CDP must follow the user customer, which does not care about channels. But most CD pigment CDPs have the channel approach. Means often they are more marketing CDP CDPs than true agnostic CDPs. I guess we kind of touched on that. But how many, how big is you know the the how many vendors are there that you would consider to be kind of like pure CDP vendors? Well, overall, we count about 160 vendors in the market. We actually do a publish a, resource, a report twice a year where we list them all out and kind of analyze that. And of those 160 or so, um, I think it's about three quarters, something between two thirds and three quarters have those marketing type capabilities, what we call campaign CDP or delivery CDP. Um, then the other uh, quarter to a third, probably closer to a third, are the ones really just doing the data assembly or maybe the data plus analytics like predictive, for example. So, you know, now, the, um, but the data ones tend to be a little bigger. You know, they're, they're more of the pure plays. That's the one, that's the segments and the teleums, the ones you, when you think of CDPs, that you're usually going to think about. Um, so yeah, it depends. So again, they all do that. They all they all meet the criteria. They wouldn't consider them. Some do all the other stuff, which is usually marketing. But some of the customer success systems, like a Tatango, could be considered a CDP, for example. Um, and then again, even some of the CRM systems. And now you're back to Salesforce and so on. 
also have a CDP that's a capability that's sort of inside there someplace or other. Uh, now for a Salesforce or an Oracle or someone like that, to, or Adobe to, to be considered a CDP, they have to work with data that's not just their own data. You know, it's not enough just to integrate data from your own, so your own applications. Uh, but all those guys do, or to some degree. So, what are the vendors missing still, or not getting right, in your opinion, that needs to happen? Well, you know, it's like a lot of technology where the technology is ahead of the organization. So when we talk to people about where the stumbling blocks are, it's very rarely, oh, we couldn't get the system to do what we wanted it to do. It's much more, well, the users couldn't, you know, didn't know what to do with it. Uh, and, and they, or they didn't, or there were, you know, issues with cooperation across departments. So that's actually less common, at least in our research then you know, that's the big thing you always hear about. You know, it doesn't really pop up that often. What pops up is people simply not realizing what the capabilities were. Sometimes in advance, they'll buy a system without really understanding the, the future use cases. So they buy the wrong system because they didn't realize that there was a feature they needed. And they could have found one that did it because you can find that one. With 160 vendors, believe me, whatever feature you want, you can find a CDP that has it. But you got to look. You got to know to look for that feature. And a lot of people just don't do a very good job of doing their needs analysis up front. So that's what you run into. Uh, or the other thing that happens, which is almost amusing, except it's not, is that like a team will be tasked with buying the CDP and they'll get all psyched and they'll be, oh, yeah, and they'll do their job. And then, then they'll go out and they'll present it to the organization. And the organization who has not been involved in the process. Well, you know, sit in the big kickoff meeting and say, what the hell is this thing? What do you expect me to do with it? I didn't ask for this. And it's like, oh, no, you can do this, that, this, that. that. Oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. And, then, you know, it's number seven on my list of priorities. So that happens, unfortunately, a lot too. So, again, it's all these organizational issues that really tend to slow you down. I think I've heard this story before, except the letters were C, R, and M. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's so it feels like CDP, uh, folks that are going into CDP are pretty much same thinking as folks that were going into CRM two decades before. They're repeating the same things, same mistakes, not having the proper expectations, not doing enough upfront work. They feel like pulling out, I used to say pulling out the checkbook, but all right, I'll say it now I'm old too. See the gray in the beard. Pulling out the checkbook is the hardest part. And that's actually the easiest part because you actually have to do real work to make whatever you buy work well. Exactly. And same with marketing automation. I mean, probably pretty much every technology. Certainly any any technology that's in sales or marketing where it's not just like totally mechanical. I mean, I know what to do with an accounting system, right? You, know, you don't have a lot of people saying, oh, we don't know what to do with this accounting system. But they get, they get a CRM or a marketing automation or a CDP. Like, oh, we don't know what to do with this thing. Yeah, Somebody thought it was a good idea. It's, so it, it's amazing considering how much the investment is in these uh, systems that they still haven't done what you should do before you even buy the thing from a you know, a cultural perspective from a process assessment 
perspective, doing a full-blown needs analysis. And I know a lot of this stuff, it feels ancient because we've been talking about this stuff for decades. But there's some things you just can't get around, right? <laughs> In order to be as successful as you can implementing something as critical as the CDP is today to customer engagement and beyond, it always feels like the folks are taking um, you know, the, the silver bullet approach to this. Just give me this, the, you know, the gun and the silver bullet. I don't want to do anything but shoot. Yeah. Well, I also say it's like eat your vegetables, guys. You, know, you just got to do that stuff before you're going to get it right. And what usually happens, you know, I think, um, is, you know, somebody, somebody sees a specific problem, one problem, and they see that the CDP can solve that. And that's enough to get the project kicked off. And, and, and then, but of course, as you get into it, you realize there's all this other stuff that could be done. So they'll, if the champion stays involved, which doesn't always happen because sometimes the project gets pushed off into, you know, procurement or IT or somebody else who then loses track altogether what the original problem was. But let's assume that at least the original problem, you know, remains in sight during the acquisition process. You still didn't look at all the other things because kind of that wasn't anybody's focus. You just want to get it done. And, and maybe the champion is there pushing it. No, I need this because I need to, you know, update my retargeting risk in real time from based on, you know, it's a real, real common use case for CDP. And so they didn't look at all the other stuff, even though when, after they get it and they say, well, can't we use it for this? You know, the other guys come out of the woodwork or the same person, you know, they solved their first problem. Oh, now I've got three other things I also kind of sort of had in mind. It's like, oh, you didn't look for them. You, you, know, you didn't look for them. So guess what? You know, now it's going to be more work. It doesn't, and they don't fail. It was very interesting when we dig into our data and we ask people about, you know, if their CDP is deployed or not. Um, very few will give up on a project, but many, many will say it took longer than we thought it did or was going to. You know, and so that's only because they didn't really think about it ahead of time. Well, they didn't they didn't plan it out. I mean, part, right. part because it was just a bigger project than they realized, but also because they had to go back and respec it and redefine their requirements and say, oh, you're going to have to add in this data source. You have to add this feature that they just didn't plan about. So they have to go back and rework because these things have data models. I mean, they're not totally, as you say, they're not so they're not magic. So if you don't design the data model right guess what? You're going to have to redesign the data model, reload all your data. That can be a lot of work, even oh, in right. a CDP. I mean, they're supposed keep, to be magic. But keep that. bringing me back to CRM 20 years ago. The same yeah. things are going Absolutely. on. With your the Institute, I know you, you talk to a lot of uh, vendors, talk to a lot of brands. Could you give us an example of a company that did it right and, and kind of share what that means? Um, that's an excellent question. And let me, let me be clear. I'm not thinking I'm having equal time. If you ask me who did it wrong, I would have the equally same <laughs> look on my face. So like, no, they all did it wrong. Did anybody ever do it right? Um, uh, cause I don't, you know, I used spent most of my career as a consultant on these things, but now I'm running the Institute. I'm not as hands-on anymore. So we don't get quite that same, uh, you know, sense of who's doing what. Plus, to the degree that we are involved, we're involved up front you right. know, when, when they're selecting them. So we don't necessarily stick around for the implementation. Um, so I, that's just why I'm, I'm pausing okay. slightly here with the puzzled look on my face. But again, the ones who do it right, and 
you know, they are the ones who do plan ahead. And some companies simply are just more organized in that way. Um, and, and, you know, they have a very, you know, specific uh, rollout plan and they know what, what, you know, what use cases they're going to execute when and they make it done. Because certainly, you know, the ones, okay, so, so success stories we have heard about that I, that I can think of now that I think about it just a little longer. Again, are ones where they had a very specific need. You know, we need this. We are a game company and we need to be able to analyze how people are using our product. When they add in, when they add, engineers put in the new feature that lets you, I don't know, do a somersault or whatever, right? And and of course they didn't bother to instrument the system for that because they're engineers and they just want to get the job done and go on to adding the next feature for the reverse somersault. So then the product guy's like, well, what the somersault thing do? So, but the CDP can just pull all that data in if it's a good CDP, if it's the right CDP, and and extract that somersault uh, feature. It's an event. And do that analysis. So when you have something that specific, you know, I need a system that's going to let me do that. Those things come in, and literally in days, we hear about people getting you know specific value out of the system. So the more concrete you are in your requirements, and more narrow—that's a very narrow requirement—the uh, the more likely you are to get a good, quick result. So, Anand has been posted away here. <laughs> I can't put them all up, but I like this question: Do you have a tool to help folks? To narrow down a CDP, I thought you'd never ask. Um, <laughs> we do uh, have a RFP generator on on our on the CDPinstitute.org website, which <laughs> wasn't running this morning, unfortunately, but it's now back. <laughs> it's been a fun morning here. Um, so CDPinstitute.org, uh, there's an RFP generator at some place on the homepage that lets you put in what your plans are, like to actually specify which use cases you have in mind. And then there's a magical little engine inside that says, well, these use cases imply these requirements. And then it pumps out a customized RFP that says, okay, these are the requirements you need to look for. So that's a, that's a super valuable tool. Um, yeah. Very slick, actually. Uh, and it actually also even suggests some vendors, but it purposely doesn't get too specific. When we built it, uh, we actually scored the vendors and we could, looking at all the points, we actually could tell you what the top vendors were for you, uh, like literally ranking them. But we decided that we didn't trust the AI to do that right. So we, we just said, you know, we're just going to give you a list of, like, here's a bunch. And then we're going to offer you a consultation with a human being, consultant person, who can actually uh, nice. you know, figure out what's going on, which is a much better way to do it. I, you know, I'm, uh, I like technology, but I'm not, I don't like it that much. Um, <laughs> and then we also have a use case builder, incidentally, which is another tool that's sort of similar you to find your use case. And that's really helpful. And we did a lot of interesting uh, analysis on those results recently in a paper that was fun. Cool. So generally speaking, would you say uh, you have to be a certain size business? You know, is it mid-market, enterprise up? Do you, are there use cases where smaller businesses would benefit from having a CDP at their disposal? There are a couple of CDP vendors who focus on small business. Um, you know, what they're usually going to do is they're going to have pre-built integrations with a platform like a Shopify, you know, some common system that a lot of small businesses are going to use, and usually in retail. Um, but by and large, small businesses don't have that much data. They're, they tend to use one or two main systems, you know, 
I use Shopify, plus I use some marketing automation that integrates with Shopify, something like that. So there's not, you know, you don't have a dozen data sources or 150 data sources, like a big enterprise. So there's a little less value to the CDP and they are expensive. Yeah, you know, I'm the ones that are built for small business or priced appropriately, but the ones that are more generic are more for mid-market and enterprise level companies. Those are the ones who have the complexity and the people and the budget and the resource to take advantage of the findings, right? Because you know it's fun to look at the findings, but unless you can unless you can do something with it, it doesn't do you any good. So so there's a certain scale, uh, hundred million dollars in revenue, something like that would probably be the lower end to use a more of a general purpose CDP. Cool, man. This has been a great conversation. So I'm just going to end it with peer out to the future, a couple years, where or maybe I should say, what role will CDPs be playing two years out, five years out in the enterprise? Well, you know, I, I think my my achievement in life is um, that every enterprise architecture will have a box that says CDP. I mean, that's like my legacy to the world. It's that little box. Is, is, is going to be there kind of permanently. People now realize that, yeah, you do need to pull all your customer data into some system that's just designed for that purpose and nothing else. So I don't think that goes away. Now, is that box embedded inside, you know, some gigantic marketing suite or, 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 or you know, an enterprise suite, like, you know, SAP type thing? Sure. It, is it embedded in a, in a, industry-specific system, you know, a hospital management system or a education management. Yeah, you know, all those guys are actually adding CDPs. And as long as they meet our criteria, as long as they will pull in external data and share the data out, that's okay. If it's in an application, we still consider that a CDP. So there's going to be a lot of different ways of getting at that requirement for that unified customer. But I think the understanding that there is a need for unified customer data that, that comes from all sources and is shared out to all sorts. I think that does not change. And that's that's the most important thing that we've learned in the last five years and that hopefully we'll continue to do in the future. Sounds like as the years go on, CDPs become foundational, fundamental. Uh, and I only assume that trend is going to continue on because it doesn't well, seem like it's slowing down anytime soon. As long as you have customer data, you're going to need a CDP and we don't think customer data is going away anytime soon. We should hope not. We should hope not. <laughs> David, this has been great. I ask everybody who does this show one thing, and I don't have a sense. Are you, you're not a big sports guy, are you? No, not at all. I didn't think so. But so, do you have a favorite NFL team? Well, my kids were all born in Philadelphia. They all root for the Eagles, so I have to root for the Eagles. Okay, that's okay. Which There's really only one bad I'm, answer here. Yeah. If you, if you had said, your kids rooted for the Patriots. Oh, I would no. have to hold that against you. No, no, no. But I'm glad. <laughs> Don't worry about that. No, not going to happen. Awesome. Hey, David, thanks again for making time. Uh, this has been a great conversation. Right. And once again, where can people go to learn more about all the things we just talked about? All together now. www.cdpinstitute.org. Awesome. Thanks again, man. All right. It's great to talk. Take care. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday? Yeah. I mean, it's CRM Plays. Actually, you want to check that one out because we're bringing the whole crew together. The whole four horsemen of the CRM apocalypse. 
We'll be in the house tomorrow. So you're going to check that out. Thanks again. See you. Take care.